0: guys be seated let's jump into this message let's get on into it the power of a decade God wants this to be the most powerful decade of your life I believe that what I know is true about me I believe is probably true about you and that is that we all have potential but potential is really powerless potential is powerless You know what I'm talking about. You got someone drafted to your college football team. They got drafted. In fact, you were at the draft party. In fact, you were playing, what's that called, man? NFL, what's that called? Thank you very much. I'm glad y'all my people. Fan, anyone ever heard of fantasy? Ladies, some ladies in here playing fantasy football. They into it. You play fantasy and you're like, oh yeah, yeah. And you get this person because they have, man, they got great potential. They got great skill. They got a great future in front of them. But just because you have potential, you know what I'm saying? I'm saying just because you have potential doesn't mean anything. This new decade is staring at us with all kinds of potential. But just because we have potential in front of us doesn't mean anything unless we say, you know what, I'm not going to waste this potential. I'm going to fulfill this potential. All through the scripture, you can see this. In fact, there's a verse that says, whatever your hand finds to do, whatever you do for a job, do it with all your might. That means give it your best. If you're a lawyer, be the best lawyer. If you're a teacher, be the best teacher. If you're a coach or an athlete, be the best coach, be the best athlete. Athlete, are you with me? Whatever you do, if you're a doctor, be the best doctor. If you're a mom, be the best mom. And 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 we are all. We're going to read this in just a little bit. But we're all we're all running a race. This race is life. How many know that 2019 went by and it seemed like it flew by? Anyone out there is just me. I'm telling you, this was like the fastest year of my life. Yeah, every day had 24 hours. With there 365 days this year. Or three i mean because it felt like three i mean it was like here and then gone right and and so the 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 truth is that god has given you and i a big opportunity in 2020 but he wants you not to waste it he wants you to fulfill it he wants you to fulfill it i think about i'm not gonna preach this message but I, i think about zacchaeus zacchaeus had all kinds of potential But it wasn't until he changed. See, had he not changed, you and I would have never heard of him. He would still be trying to see over the crowd. I believe that what God wants you and I to do, I believe there are areas in our life that God wants us to change. So we do not waste our potential, but rather we fulfill our God-given potential. In fact, one preacher once said, the greatest sin in the world... Is to waste your potential. Now this takes me back to ninth grade, because in ninth grade, in ninth grade, I was a freshman, and uh, I was a freshman who was interested in the ladies. And I had two classes that I didn't exactly stay with, I didn't exactly study for, and those classes were Spanish one and Algebra one. My son's got like 100. He's so smart. He's way better than I am, man. He's, he's, he's just so smart, man. He studies so hard. Me, oh no. I was checking out the girls. i like, she's a cheerleader. Like, she could be my girlfriend. And in ninth grade, I took my eyes, I took, I lost my focus, and instead of focusing on what I should have been doing, I shifted my focus and wasted my potential. Are you with me? I'm just testifying. Now, before you judge me and think you're a ladies' man, I was just a ninth grade guy. Single, but available. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about. And in, in ninth grade, our algebra class had the answers to all the odd problems in the back of the Saxon book. I'm like, that's my kind of book. Because for the whole school year, I got every odd problem right. Every odd problem right. The problem was, I didn't do half the even ones, and the other half that I did, I didn't know what I was doing, and I got those wrong, because I didn't know how to work the problem. I just knew that the answers were in the back of the book. I wasted potential, and I'm watching Jaden. I think, man, what could have been? The truth was, it wasn't that I couldn't do algebra. It was just that I didn't put the work into it. I didn't do my best. You've been there? You ever played sports before? Maybe you're in a marriage right now, and the truth is, 2019, you didn't give it your best. You didn't give it your best. Maybe you're a grandparent. You're a grandparent. Man, this last year was so tough. Maybe maybe you started feeling pain in places, in more places. And it kind of took you out of the game a little bit. Instead of being the grandparent you wanted to be, or the husband you wanted to be, or the wife you, or the brother, the sister, the friend, go on, go on, the employee, the employer, or whatever it is, instead of doing that, you're stuck with guilt. And God wants to take that guilt and give you grace. God wants to take that guilt and God wants to give you grace. And the reason why I know it is because he makes all things new. So here we go. We got a new year and we got a new you. And God wants you and I in some areas to change. Let me ask you a couple questions real quick. Number one, where do you want to be in a decade? Where do you want to be in a decade? Somebody else say a cruise. <laughs> where, do you, where do you want to be? Where do you want your family to be? Where do you want your business to be in a decade? What do you want to do in a decade? In other words, if we were to fast forward and we're at the end of the decade, launching a brand new decade, what would you say today? You're like, man, I wanna be able at that point, we're here today, we're looking forward 10 years, and now we're standing 10 years in the future, so we're going back to the future, and we're looking back. What would you have wanted to do? What would you have wanted to complete? What do you wanna do? in this decade but I think the most powerful question really is the question that grabbed me last year I heard a leadership podcast and it got me because every year I sit down every year I'll sit down and and this, this is a must and I've done this for 20 something years but I'll sit down um New Year's Eve and I'll ride out I know some of us do the resolution some of us don't some of us you know um Maybe goal-oriented. Some of us aren't. Maybe some of us are overachievers. Some of us just like to hang around achievers. (laughs) I don't know where you are in the mix. But I'd sit down, I'd write it all out. And I would put down so many things that the truth is I wouldn't accomplish half of them because I had 50 things that I wanted to do in a year. And the truth is, the truth is, watch. The truth is that the, the power of a decade is really... All about the daily. It's all about the daily. We overestimate, we overvalue what we can do in the chunk of time, but we undervalue, we miss what we can accomplish in the day. And the truth is you and I, uh, I hope every one of us have the best decade of our life. We're not even guaranteed tomorrow. We know that. We're, we're not even guaranteed tomorrow. And so today matters. Turn to someone, and say today matters. Turn to somebody else, and say, you're lucky, sit next to me. I just thought that'd be fun. <laughs> thought it might be helpful for some marriages. Just remind you that y'all love each other. <laughs> today matters. Who do you want to be? Come. That's the question that rocked me in the leadership podcast a year ago. Because for me, it's always been about what do I want to do instead of about who do I want to become. God is more interested in us, in who we are, in our heart, who we are, than our facade. I think God is more interested in who we want to become than what we want to check off and cross off. And don't get me wrong, goals are good. You ought to have goals. But just having goals and crossing every goal off will not lead you to success. Maybe temporarily, maybe feel good just for a little bit, but the truth is is that success is, is a destination. Is it a destination? No, it's a journey. It's a journey. It's a journey. So it's all about the day. Let me ask you a question. The question is, who do you want to become in 2020? I wrote down last year things about me I wanted to change, who I wanted to be. This is who I want to be. I, I, I want to be a better father. See, when people ask me, Pastor Tim, how can I pray for you? And I'd encourage all of you to pray for me. I need your prayer. Here's how you pray for me. Here's how you pray for me. You can pray that I'll be a better Jesus follower. You can pray that I'll be a better husband. You pray that I'll be a better father. And then pray that I'll be a better pastor. And please pray in that order because that's my priority. I want to follow Jesus first. I want to love my wife second. I want to be the dad, the best dad that my kids could ever have. And then I want to be the best pastor I can be in that order. That's how you pray for me. Who do you want to become in twenty? 20. The power of a decade. The power of a decade. It's who before do. We're so uh, quick to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I want to do this. No, no, let's get to the who we want to become. That rocked my boat. And I'll tell you, man, there's some areas that I did better in. And there's some areas still on the list who I want to become that I want to take it to the next level. Are y'all with me? Man, I want you to think about that. Ask yourself that question. Who do I want to be, watch this, in a decade? I'd encourage you to get around people that are ahead of you. Find a mentor. Get a coach. For maybe a lot of people, get counseling. I have a counselor. Counseling's important. I'm gonna do a better job being more uh, disciplined, which will be a key word in the talk today, um, about Counseling appointments. Because the truth is everyone in here needs counseling. If you think you don't, <laughs> you'll need it the worst. It's called denial. If you think you got it all together, <laughs> some of y'all like keep preaching, Pastor Tim. I've said right next to Let's go to our text, First Corinthians. Paul is speaking to the church in Corinth. This church wasn't perfect. I'm thankful this church isn't perfect. That way I get to come. This church isn't perfect. It's a place where anyone can come. Anybody, 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 anybody can come to this church. You don't have to be like us to be loved by us. We just want to love you. But this is a place where no perfect people are allowed. Paul is writing to an imperfect bunch of people, some believers and some not yet. And in 1 Corinthians 9, I want to read a couple of verses, then we're going to unpack it. He says this, don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs? Now, this is what great communicators do. Great communicators start off with a truth. And so whether you're like this, I'm not sure about this guy. Or whether you're like taking notes and you're leaning in because you can't wait what's going to be said next. Um, Great communicators start off with a universal truth and everyone's going, yeah, yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah, okay, I'm listening, keep talking. So far, you haven't lost me. So far, you're doing all right. That's what he says. Don't you realize in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize. Only One person gets the prize, and then I love this. So, run to do we have any winners here today? Do we have any winners? I'm just wondering. Do we have any winners here today? Golf Breeze, you got any winners? Navarre, you got any winners? Come on, Blackwater, we got any winners online? We got any winners? Yeah, 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 yeah. Now listen, listen, listen. Thank you. You'd be seated. Some of y'all didn't stand just because you didn't want to get up. If you're going to be a winner, you got to have energy. Amen. Someone say, Amen. You got to have energy if you're going to be a winner. got to have expectation. Some of, some of y'all didn't stand because you're like, I'm already a winner. I ain't got nothing to prove. I'm in my own lane, Pastor Tim. <laughs> Some of you didn't stand because you didn't think you're a winner. The truth is the last decade you bought the lie, you subscribed and forgot to hit unsubscribe. And the interest alone has cost your mind, your marriage, your parenting, your business, your relationships. His outstanding. Paul said, hey, if you're going to run, look at this, run to win. And then I love this. This takes us to the next thing. It says this, all athletes are what? All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize. Watch this. He clarifies, that will fade away. I mean, I was in my garage last night. I was in my garage, and there are trophies in my garage. There is Junior year all state champs for the state of Tennessee. In high school, there we were, all state champs. And you know what? It's in a box. When I was given that plaque at the banquet, it wasn't in no box. It went on the wall. I was dusting it every chance I got. You know what I'm talking about I was like there's me and I was so proud of myself man because I'm not the biggest dude but I actually knew the, the the secret of the picture right like we was getting a picture Steve chest up you know head up chest out type of thing I was like this and the dude next to me was about my same size but he looked like this big I was like I may have been one of the smallest dudes on the team but at least I wasn't the smallest dude on the team at least I was acting like I belonged to be there Looking like a winner. Sometimes you just got to fake it till you make it. You know what I'm talking about? You just got to look like a winner. But that trophy's in a box. I looked right next to it. There was another trophy. It was the President's Award given from our pastor and principal at the Christian school. I didn't have a big class. so I'm not trying to impress you. We had 24. But I was like, I'll take that. I didn't refuse it. It's in a box. It got scratches all over it. Dust all, are you, in, and here's what he's saying. What he's saying is, watch, watch, watch. They do it to win a prize that will fade away. Who won the Super Bowl three years ago? It was a setup. Stephen, it was a setup. It was a bump set spike. That was for you, man. I love you. Who won it 10 years ago? 15 years ago. You see what I'm saying? We, we win, and what we, what we win, we're so proud of, but it fades away. Someone say fades away. That's right. But Paul says to the church, but we do it for an eternal prize. See, there's a bigger picture here. And that's what, that's what the power of a decade is. There's a bigger picture. And I want us to focus in. I want us to see the bigger picture. And then I want us to see what's right in front of us. He's saying, hey, because we are training and being disciplined for an eternal Prize. Here's what he says. So I run with purpose in every step. Someone say every step. I'm not just shadow boxing. Nothing wrong with shadow boxing unless you're trying to win a title. Shadow boxing can help get you there, but shadow boxing will not give you a title. You actually got to fight somebody. You got to get in the octagon. You got to get in the ring. You got to face an opponent. You got to take some hits and you got to deliver. Some hits, and he says this: I'm not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. That's called functional capacity. I went to Exos this year for a few uh, few months, and I wanted to train. I wanted to change my game a little bit. I wanted to challenge my mindset, and uh, I did that. And, uh, you know, within it, it was like, man, this, is, this isn't about, hey, we're just going to lift a whole bunch of weights. This is about getting your body to a place where you can do whatever your body should do. So we're going to start off with stretching. Uh, I'm like, oh, I'm stretching, okay. we am going to stretch. And I'm like, ooh. It's hard to stretch. All you got to do to remind yourself it's hard to stretch is start doing this. And you're like, I'm there. This is good. But when you get down and you do this, this stuff right here, you know what I'm talking about. And if you haven't done it in years, don't just go down, go slow. You <laughs> might rupture something. But Paul is saying to this church, he's saying, hey man, listen, I'm, I'm going to train my body, listen, like an athlete to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to other people, I myself, I myself might be disqualified. One translation says, a castaway, a loser. I fear that after preaching to others, um, I I fear that maybe after telling my children how to run the race and run it well, that if I don't stay disciplined, if I don't win the day, I'll be a joke. You with me? We've all seen that happen in our life. Here's some quick takeaways from this text. I, I think this will really be practical for all of us. Number one, it's, the text, everyone runs, but one wins. In a race, that is, we got some, uh, got some runners in here. Got some runners, where are you? I know we got some runners in here. We got some runners. Hey, every campus, if you're a runner, put your hand up. Let me see. Are you got any runners? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, hold it up. Let me see. Yep, 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 yep. That's good. All right, all right. I love there's a kid back there raising his hand. That's amazing. Very cool. We got some runners in here. Anyone ever done a half a marathon? Oh yeah, oh yeah, the same people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, anyone ever done a marathon? Oh, come on, come on. All right, triathlon. See, I've done none of that, but I did the tough mutter, and it was a tough mutter. Let me tell you what, it was hard. We did that, didn't we? We did that. That was so crazy. But if you're a runner, you're gonna run in a race to win. You're gonna run in a race to win. I pulled out um, some things in my office, trainer the other day. And I had the Quentin Cooper 5K relay, and it said on the back second place. I forgot I won that, Chris. That was years ago. I was impressed in my office looking. I was like, because that wasn't going to happen today. <laughs> you know, I'd say I run a block and be like, <gasps> but I was running to win. Matt, you remember that because I think you got first place, if I'm not mistaken. First place, you run. To win. See, here's the thing. In our life, the question is, are you running to win? Are you living to win? Because you're living. You're you're living. And life's going to go by super fast. Are you doing it to win? Everyone runs, but one wins. Number two, run to win. Number two, run. If you're going to run, run to win. Watch this. Winning the race comes down. Watch this. To winning the steps. I was going to do a race up here, and then I thought, nah, I don't know. But I brought a cone, I was going to put a cone here, and I was going to to have two guys, or girls, gals, whatever. I was going to have one facing this way, and the other facing this way, and put a cone right there. And say, the first one to touch the cone wins. We all know who the first one to touch the cone would be, don't we? Because one person would be facing in the direction they want to go, and the other person wouldn't. So it would take more direction for the one who was not, their toes were not pointing in the direction they wanted to go. And the other one, it would be easier. The the truth about winning a race, we think the big race, we're going to win the big race. Well, you don't win the state championship unless you win the first game. You don't win the half marathon unless you win the first step. If you watch sports, for so many of them, got to know some professional athletes, and they train, 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 train so hard. In fact, there's so many right now, right in our uh, front yard, in Exos, right, right in Exos, they're training, getting ready for the combines, getting ready for the NFL. And Coach Anthony that spoke here with us, Coach Anthony is training them right now and he's helping them. And they're doing all this stuff for some of them just to get just a, just that much better. Because that much better means this much more. Y'all following me? And, and so we're going to run to win, but if we're going to win the race, we have to win the step. In other words, here it is. Ready? We're going to sushi-size it. We're going to bring this running the race. Watch this. Watch, watch, watch. Winning the decade down to our first step. Down to today. So Paul says run to win. And then number three, focus your steps. You've got to focus your steps. Because if you're unfocused when it comes to taking that step, you, you, you've been walking, then all of a sudden that carpet just grabbed your foot and twisted. You ever done that? You've been well, I've done that. That's embarrassing. Some of y'all acting like you've never done that. I don't believe you. You ever done that? You've just been walking, you're like, hey, and, and why, why is it you trip when you're saying hi to somebody? You ever done that? Ladies, you ever been wearing them high heels? What do they call those things? Stilettos? You wearing them? I don't even know how y'all walk in that, and I'm not gonna try. Let me tell you that. Yeah, you ever been walking that? All of a sudden, it just does one of these. I've been at weddings. I've done a lot of weddings, and I'm telling you, at weddings, people get nervous because they know everybody's watching. And I see people. I see people walk down. They they have one of those moments. You know, I'm like, feel so bad for. Wish people wouldn't laugh. But it's kind of funny. That that, you got to focus on your steps. You gotta focus on your steps. To win the race, you gotta focus on your steps. Number three, every step counts, every step matters. What I'm telling you is every one of your days has purpose. That's what he said. He said in the text, So I run with purpose in every step. Focus on your steps. Listen to me, there is power in purpose. There's a lot of power in purpose. When your purpose is, I'm a single mom, I'm a single dad, and I'm going to get up and I'm going to do whatever it takes. I'm going to work as many jobs as I have to work to take care of my kids. There is mighty, mighty power in purpose. Let's let this year be about less satisfaction and more purpose. See, purpose actually powers persistence what purpose does your purpose will power your persistence I, I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna break it down for you in just a minute some of my friends are gonna bring a table out and i'm gonna i'm gonna demonstrate this for us real quick um they're gonna bring that out but purpose powers persistence see if winning the race comes down to winning the steps then i'd say that winning the decade comes down right to winning the days you gotta win the The days, but number four, here's my fourth point. It takes discipline to win. In fact, that's a great takeaway. I could do a whole whole message on that one point. Watch me, here it is. It's simple to remember. It takes discipline to win. Five words, say it with me. It takes discipline to win. Say it with me one more time. It takes, can we put it on the floor like we talked about? It takes discipline to win. It takes discipline to win. Show me a winner, and I'll show you someone that's got some discipline. In fact, our next series that we're gonna get into um, this next weekend is, is stronger, man. The theme is stronger. How many of you want to be stronger? How many want a stronger body? Some of you are like it doesn't get any better this, Pastor Deb. How many want a stronger mind? How many want a stronger soul? We're gonna, that's what we're gonna talk about the next three weeks. But uh, thank you, man. Thank you, uh, guys, for bringing that out. I appreciate it so much. Um, But it takes discipline to win. You see, what wisdom does is wisdom allows us to make the right decision. I'm just going to put a pillow here. It's a soft pillow. Some of us don't sleep as much as we should. We're trying to do too much. So we have little margin. And little poquito emotional margin, and the truth is, wisdom would say you need more sleep. I'm not talking to lazy people. I am talking to people that sleep too much. Uh, disciplined people, they know they know that man. If you're going to get stronger, if you're going to get stronger, you gotta lift weights. You, you you gotta work out. You you gotta exercise. I was around someone a couple years ago, and I was like, man, I'd like to be like that person. In fact, just be honest with you, I was lusting over his biceps, and um, his arms are so freaking huge. And uh, this is a friend of mine. used to be one of my students, and I'm like, this ain't even fair. One of my old students got arms bigger than me. And so I said to him, I said, man, dude, what's what's the deal? And, you know, (laughs) we're eating french fries and talking. The problem is he looked like Zeus, and I didn't. I'm sucking in my gut while I'm eating the fridge. fries. Just don't judge me. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I said, man, what's the, what's the deal with you? And he said, the deal is, man, I do it every day. I go to the gym every day. I don't take a day off. No days off. I was like, and that's why your arms look like that. And my arms don't. Because every day he's like, you know what? I'm going to get in the gym. Every day I'm going to get in that gym. Every day I'm going to get stronger. And, and here's the thing. If you miss the gym, it's like missing church. All you got to do is miss one time. And then all of a sudden, you get comfortable with having the free time. You get comfortable with like, man, I'm not going back. And then here's the truth. It's so funny. The gym and church, there's so many parallels. But you can get out of the gym long enough that your body gets, you would maybe say, bad enough that you just simply won't go to the gym because you don't want no one judging you. Now, don't raise your hand. But I've been there. You know what I'm talking about? Like, I would go to the gym, but I don't look like I'd. But disciplined people say, man, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And, and they stretch, and they roll, and they, they do all those kind of things. In fact, winners, um, I would say spiritually, they do things. They have habits. Someone say habits. They have winning habits. And so they do things like devotions every day. It's not that they got to be in the Word, you know, at 3 a.m. reading Leviticus backwards um, but they read. They're readers, because leaders are readers, and, and they read, and they read. They don't just read, but they read good things, because they know I have to fill this thing with good things, or this thing isn't good. So they, they, they do that, and, and they exercise, and they read their Bible, and they pray, and they eat garlic. You can smell that garlic from here, boy. And, and, and carrots and what is this, basil? Yeah, right there, man. And they take, they, they, they are disciplined. They take vitamins. These are still full from when I put them in there. It <laughs> wasn't this morning either. They take vitamins. Stephanie's taking vitamins. You know, she's always been good throughout her whole marriage about taking vitamins. And uh, when we met, she was, I think, working at a vitamin store. So she knows the nutritional benefits of doing it. And uh, me, I'm like, I'll take a, a sweet tea, please. <laughs> and, uh, and so anyways, I'm like, what, girl, you're going to live twice as long as I am. Give me some of the vitamins. And she said, I'm not going to buy them for you. You won't take them. I'm like, I'll take them, baby. Trust me. And I did good. Real good for like two days. But uh, that's, that's what winners do. And, 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 and protein. And they got vegetables. And, and they got fruit. That's, that's what winners do. And, and they know that, that what they do over time matters. Wisdom allows me to make the right decision. But watch this. Discipline aligns me to manage the right decision. That's what wisdom does. And um, if we're not careful... Well, I'll move this over here. We can make the wrong decision and just think, I just need sleep more. But scripture says, if you sleep, 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 poverty's going to be at your doorstep. My God, that was good. That was Proverbs, not Tim. Ladies, potato chips. I love these things. You can't, it's not that you just can't eat one. I can't stop eating 10. Don't, if, if God said, tell them the truth, when you start one chip, how many you eat? Why, well, you'd be telling on me like that, Brian wine i bought this wine in jerusalem 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 is that where we flew out of jerusalem or tel aviv tel aviv in israel tel aviv israel i bought this wine and um got that wine right there and uh you know the the truth is um maybe in moderation right but man if you if you got to have this every night if you're dependent on this every night I'm talking about the bottle. It might not be good. Oh, glass bowl. All right. And then, then there's just fun stuff, man. Who wants a Coke? You want a Coke? Here you go. Who wants a Coke? No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I love chocolate milk. Don't judge me. Hershey's, it's, it's just, it's the best. And, and then God bless Chick-fil-A because Chick-fil-A has Chick-fil-A sauce. Amen. And amen. I love Chick-fil-A. I love Chick Fil A. We get to heaven. I'm hoping to hear a couple things. I'm hoping to hear "Well done, good and faithful servant." And now let's serve the Chick Fil A. That's what I'm, I'm hoping for that. Chick Fil A. God bless them. They came out with sriracha sauce, so I can put this on my spicy deluxe chicken sandwich, and it can burn. And and, so I, and ketchup. I love that. And all this good stuff. And who doesn't like cookies? And, and then, God bless us, we just got candy. Now listen, I don't think there's anything wrong with any of the stuff up here. It's just if I do this every day. If I eat candy every day. See, this year got away from me. I started out really, really good and then I just started having dessert. <laughs> Daily. With more than one meal. But can I tell you, as I get ready to close, that decades are actually determined by your daily decisions. Decades are actually determined by our daily decisions. See, so here's the, here's the secret. Discipline your daily decisions. Discipline your daily decisions. Why, because our decisions determine our destiny? What kind of dad do you want to be in 10 years? You know, we're at the game in Jacksonville. Oh gosh, um, almost 24 hours ago. We we went to the game, watched the game, drove home, left at 8:39 in the morning, and got back at 4 a.m. in the morning, and it was totally worth it only because of the last five minutes. If you're a Hoosier out there, you deserve to win. I'm just gonna confess it. But our guys fought back. But um, we were sitting there at the game, and Jaden's, I guess, been hearing this power of a decade thing. And he turned to me, and he, this in the fourth, and he, <laughs> there's nothing else we were doing. <laughs> we weren't winning. And he turned to me, and he's like, Dad, do you know where we'll be, where Riley and Gavin and I will be 10 years from now? He said, Dad, Riley and I'll be out of college. He said, Gavin be like a freshman in college. I was like, Oh, Lord, so let's stop and pray right there. <laughs> Jesus, I just wanna pray for mercy. <laughs> I just wanna help wild man. But the truth is that decades are determined by our daily decisions. See, our habits, our daily decisions actually can limit our potential or fulfill it. And what if we dedicated our decade to God? What if instead of this is what I wanna do, this is what I wanna achieve, what if you just said, God, I'm an empty cup, fill me up? What if we just said that? What if we just said, God, it's not even about my plans. Because I read somewhere in, let's say, Jeremiah, and you said that you know the plans that you have for me. So it's even bigger than my plans. It's actually even greater than my goals. It's actually mind-blowing what you want to accomplish in my life in the next decade if I would just dedicate my decade to God. And that's surrender. That's what that is. See, we'll never change our life. I hope you are taking notes or I hope you are on version following along with the notes, my notes. But we'll never change our life until we change our daily. John Maxwell said, the secret of your future is hidden in your daily routine. I read that 16, 17 years ago and it rocked me. But if I can be honest, it didn't change me because it went here, but the elevator never moved. It never went from here to here. I missed it by 18, 12 inches. Probably more like 12. (laughs) I'm not that tall. But the secret of my future is hidden in my daily routine, and winners know that and people your business you're like I wish my business was like that business I wish it was thriving and not just trying to survive I wish that then get around winners because winners know this truth they know that the power of a decade is actually is a disciplined day over time So the title of the talk is The Power of a Decade, and the truth is, the takeaway truth, we sushi-sized it. You can take the whole message. It's portable. You can take it with you. But it says right there, The Power of a Decade is a disciplined day over time. It's a disciplined day today, and a disciplined day tomorrow, and a disciplined day the next day, and and it doesn't mean that I can't have any fun, right? It, it, It doesn't mean, it just means I can't do this all the time. If I feed myself with this, I'm going to grow this. And not all growth is good, is it? Some of y'all get that tomorrow. Ben Franklin said this. He said, one today is worth two tomorrows. Listen to this quote. What I am to be, what I am to be, I am now becoming. Are your feet pointing in the direction that you want to go? In your business? Where would you like that business to be a decade from now? Where would you like, where would you like your kids to... Be? Oh, oh. Who would you like your kids to be in a decade? Nothing wrong with golfing. Nothing wrong with this and that and this and that. But if, man, if as a parent, if our focus is just on us... I know life is hard and I know that sometimes what we do is we try to numb it. I've never been drunk. Never, ever been drunk. I don't say that bragging. I'm just saying that's not my vice. Um, for some of us, it's sugar and chocolate and I'm raising my hand, confessing. For some of us, we're trying to find hope at the end of a bottle and we're hoping to numb the pain and God says you, you don't have to numb the pain here's the hope the hope is that you can change but you got to realize the power of a day so here it is ready here it is here's a question for you and we close are your days disciplined to win are your days are they disciplined to win because if they are then your feet are pointed in the direction that you want to go are your days disciplined to win if so what I know about you is a decade from now, you'll be over here right right where you were hoping to be. And the truth is there would be even even more because now to him, by the way, that's Ephesians 3.20 and we're at year 2020. And so now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we could ask or think. So, so, so you do your part and God does his part and you're standing there. and You're not just happy with what you did, you're blown away by what God did. But if you don't discipline your days, if you're just trying to do this or that, and, and then, then you're here. If you don't discipline when you show up in the office, you're not going to be over there. Because to whom much is given, much is required. And God won't trust you there when he knows he can't trust you here. For some of us, for some of us, we want our marriage to be over here. We want to have it right here in the winner's circle. But in order to do that, we got to stop facing this way. We got to do one of these. We got to turn around. And for all of us, including me, it takes humility. It takes accountability. But it takes discipline. And I think that the power... Of a decade is a disciplined day over time. See, there's cumulative value, compounding interest, and it's up to you. If it's gonna be, it's up to you. It really is. If it's up to you, um, and it is, because God, God won't do it for you. He could. God could do anything, but God doesn't till the ground, God doesn't plant the seed. God doesn't, oh, you thought I was going to say water the seed. God does water the seed. God don't pick the weeds. God doesn't go out there. God allows us to do it. So we do our part. We trust God to do his part. And then a year from now, we look back and we realize that the power of a decade was a day, a disciplined day over time. And if you're here and you think you've lost it and you think, man, I could never be there again. Listen to me, the devil is a liar. God wants you to win. God has incredible hope for you. God wants to fill your heart with hope. You know what hope is? Hope is when we believe again. Hope is when we actually have the aha moment that could it, could could it? Re- could I? And God says, yeah, man. Because you and God are a majority. And if God calls you a winner, and He does, do not let anyone call you a loser. Because God don't make trash, He doesn't have any accidents, and He never said oops. God made you to win. Let's have a power decade, but let's start with a day. And let's do it right today. Let's parent right today. Let's be faithful to our wife today. Let's be faithful to our spouse tomorrow. Let's keep taking these steps. Let's keep working hard so that when we leave, people are like, man, we leave the office. They're like, dude, that's the hardest person, hardest working person in this office. And maybe you don't have the title yet. Don't worry about the title. Maybe you don't have the income yet. Don't worry about the income. Just have the work ethic. And the work ethic (laughs) will take you to where you want to be. Listen, it ain't about a title. It ain't, a, it ain't about a title. It ain't about having that office. It's about right where I am. Today matters in Jesus' name. God, I lift this message. I gave it to you earlier in private. I give it to you again in public. I pray and I ask that none of my words will have hit the ground. But I pray that we will remember this life-changing truth because we all want to change. We all want to have a great decade, God, but we got we to focus in on the day and making our daily choices and decisions and habits, making sure that they're disciplined and not just making the right ones, but then managing them over time. Help us. We need it. I need it. Help me. And God, may we put the who before the do. Would you help us make sure that our feet are pointed in the direction that we want to go? And if, if, if they're not, God, give us the wisdom, strength, and courage that we need um, to admit it and change it. Heads bowed, and eyes closed. Who, who would say, Pastor Tim, you're talking to me right now. You're talking to me. That's, that's where I'm at right now. You're talking to me, man. I, I need this. There are things in my life right now. If it's going to change, my day has to change. Today's the day that it happens for you. If that's you and you're like, there's some steps I need, there's some things I need to do different. If that's you, every campus, I want you to raise your hand on the count of three. Hands already all over the place. Hands up, don't be shy, hold it up high. Don't be shy, hold it up high. That's just humility, stretch it out. That just says I'm not perfect. I would think honestly, and there's no judgment, but I think probably most of us ought to raise our hands to this. Unless we are perfect, we probably all got things that, so, so, Lord, help us with this. With heads bowed and eyes closed, we, we never like to close a gathering without giving people an opportunity to say yes to Jesus. When sin entered the world, and it did, and it came through the door of disobedience, death was the caboose. Scripture says the wages of sin is death. Here's the good news. Jesus stared death in the face and destroyed it. Your life is not just about your life here on earth. There's actually an afterlife. And sin has the say over our lives, the punishment of sin, brings death. And God said, I'm going to do something about that. So God loved you and me so much. They didn't send someone to yell at us. He gave us a savior and Jesus died on a cross. He absorbed all of our sins. The ones you've forgotten, I've forgotten. The ones we're ashamed of and no one knows. And the ones we've confessed or at least felt guilty about. He absorbed all that on his own body and he paid for our sins. And then he rose again. Three days later, And that's what I mean by he destroyed death. Because here's the truth. Because Jesus defeated the grave, you can too. And though we may die one day physically, you do not have to die eternally. You can live forever in a place called heaven. And heaven is wonderful and it's amazing. But it's not just about heaven one day, someday. It's about heaven coming here now. And when you put your faith and trust in Christ, not religion, not denomination, not your good works. It's, it's not in what we could do. It's in what Jesus did. We put our faith and trust in Christ alone. What happens is God comes to live inside of us. And he makes us new. And he'll teach us how to live. And he came to give us life and give us life abundantly. And who doesn't want that? So even if there wasn't a heaven one day... I would say just having Jesus. It doesn't make everything better. It doesn't make it easier because now that devil's going to come after you like hell. Wide open. So it doesn't make it all easier, but it just makes it better because he's with you. And if God's with you, who can be against you? So I wonder in a massive crowd today, all over our campuses i wonder who's here and you're like you know what the power of decades going to start today right now today is the day of salvation today is the day that the lord has made today i'm going to put my faith and trust in christ alone if that's you i want to lead you in a sinner's prayer we're going to pray it together i'd encourage everyone to pray it out loud to encourage those who will pray it for the first time and and it's, it's not just saying the words that's a magic formula that gets you in it's you literally putting your faith and trust in Christ alone. So we're gonna pray it at the end. I'm gonna ask you if you prayed that, to raise your hand to hold it up high, to hold it up high if you did that. And I'm gonna ask you, don't be shy. This is why we come to church. This is what a touchdown looks like. This is the ultimate win right here is when someone comes to Christ and Jesus makes you new. So we're gonna pray this prayer together. And again, you're not praying through me, you're not praying to me. I've got a mic. We're going to pray right to God. We're going live now. Pray with me. Would you, would you say, Jesus, I'm a sinner, and I need a Savior. That's right. Pray it out loud. Jesus, I'm a sinner, and I need a Savior. Thank you for loving me and dying for me. I believe you rose again. I give you my life and I receive your life I declare Jesus is Lord now make me new teach me how to live in Jesus name if you did that everyone look up right now would you look up if you did that I want you raise your hand everyone's looking don't have to be afraid don't have to be ashamed we want to give you a gift it's going to help you take that next step on the count of three I want you to hold it up high don't be shy Don't do this, don't do this. I want you to do this right here on the count of three. Here we go, one, two, three. Right now, hold it up, that's right. That's right, hold it up. So good, so good, hold it up high.